I'll come back. 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 Yeah, it's it's my job. Yeah, I know. I do I do have videos also uploading in the background, so hopefully that's not a big deal. Ah, okay, I see that's online now. Let's uh, kick this pig. Five, four, three, two, cut the video here. Hello and welcome to the Barcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening are a non-pencil. Do not drink the fireball slushy. Flammenwerfer. I'm gonna chug the fireball slushy. Milk. It's too late, I've made mistakes. Ravage. I want the fireball slushy. And I am the fireball slushy. This week, we have a very special guest. Um, they were hip-hopping around all over Fim Fiction, and they did not uh, miss our eye. We politely asked them to join us, and now we have the lovely Crickus with us. Crickus, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Now, for those who are tuning in for the very first time, hello and welcome. We are an R-rated podcast that selects members from the community. You guys politely ask them. We politely ask them on. Then you ask them questions, and we make them miserable for two hours. Uh, for previous episodes, such as interviewing John Delancey, Andrea Libman, Dusty Cat, and many more from the MLP fandom, be sure to check us out on places like iTunes, Google Play, and other places where you can digest your podcast-related material. We are also streaming live on Twitch right now, which means that the lovely non-Pencil is watching our chat. Pencil, what are questions we don't ask our guest? Hey, guys. Um, I know some of you may be new because you may be migrating over from uh, Crickus's fandom on the site, so keep this in mind. We ask that you don't ask uh, really personal questions like, you know, social security number, where she works, etc. We ask that you don't just abuse our guest. We ask, ask that you don't get political or dramatic. You know, don't be a dick. If, if you are a dick, I will ban you, so please be polite. However, you can ask questions, and we'll get to them as we're able. Um, you can either ask questions in the chat, or you can ask questions in the thread itself, which I will post either ask a little old link to now. Um, we also have a fun thing we do with our chatters. It's a drinking word. Priest, what's the drinking word and how's it work? The drinking word is fuck. So whenever you hear us say fuck, please take a responsible amount of alcohol into your body. Please drink responsibly. We really don't want someone to fucking go to the hospital again. It was fucking bad. Please don't fucking do that again. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how you gave the word two syllables? Fuck. <laughs> I love it. I, I Put love it. Putting a W in there, too, somehow. Yeah. Ooh, ooh fuck. Fuck. <laughs> ooh, ooh. It's time for fuckies. You, I'm going on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, I think that's everything. So let's jump into some actual interview questions. Crickus, let's let's give a general introduction for those who may not know you or are encountering this on, on YouTube after the after the fact. Who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Um I am 
primarily an author of a queer horse soap opera. Um, you are in good company then. We we have written our own good deal of the horse soap opera, although not all of them are queer. Some are. So, how did you get into the MLP fandom? Uh, I think probably like most people, I um, the show was really popular. It was around the end of season two. Um, and I kept like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm not <laughs> watching that. And then uh, just kind of like eventually like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll see what the big deal is. And so I uh, checked it out, and pretty much right from Fluttershy's first appearance, was like, "Oh, okay. This is this is going to consume my life now." Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, it's it's how a lot of people I think get into the fandom is we start by going, mm, "What's this?" And then once we start, <laughs> it's like. Nope, this is my crack now. I, I have to have this. Excuse me. Yep, I need more of my shy waifu. So the <laughs> next question is, uh, what is your favorite part of the fandom? The online community, the stories, pictures, what ends up keeping you here? Um, I guess my favorite part of the fandom is... Uh... Probably, I well, I guess my favorite part of the fandom is probably the stories. Um, that's what really sucked me in like heavily. But uh, as far as what's keeping me here, um, I think it's more the people that I've actually met along the way. Something, something, friendship is magic or some bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just. The community behind it all uh, is really amazing, I think. No, I think that's totally fair. Like, I definitely wouldn't be here without these five other losers. It's true. <laughs> so, with that in mind, if there's one thing that you could say to your followers or fans that continue to support you, what would it be? Why? <laughs> That's completely fair. <laughs> um, and then, last but not least, who is Best Pony? Best Pony is still Fluttershy. Been oh, Fluttershy dear. since episode one, and it's still Fluttershy. You, my dear, are <laughs> of one of good taste. You can stay. So, so Priest says anyway. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> well with that in mind we have a full list of questions out on our thread so let's get to it nothing to it but to do it rk striker jk5 is up first what is your favorite non mlp franchise currently it's uh delta Rune, undertale and delta Rune. yes <laughs> interesting um, specifically Deltarune, or is it more Undertale, and now you're just sucked in because Deltarune has to do with that? 
Um, it was original. I've been following it since Undertale, but um, Deltarune sucked me in way harder than Undertale ever did. Interesting. I think that's really fair. Can I ask um, why? Um, I, I don't know anything about Deltarune. Deltarune? Oh, really? uh, yeah. well, if you're familiar with Undertale, the characters kind of... Um, appear for a little while and then stop being there because you can play it right where you kill them so they don't actually stick around in a meaningful way. Deltarune, on the other hand, the characters are consistent throughout the story and uh, it, it, it gives a stronger sense of characterization and character growth than Undertale does. Huh. I do think okay. that's, that's exceptionally true. As, as a as a Delta Rune fan, like Delta Rune has way more of a narrative presence than yeah. than Undertale. Which don't get me wrong, Undertale is one of my top five favorite games of all time. Like it's an yeah, Earthbound absolutely. that it's an Earthbound like like about depression. So why wouldn't I like it? Um, uh, however, I I would make the argument that um, for those who like multiple endings or multiple ways to play, I think Undertale is better suited for that purpose. Um, because Deltarune, because it has such a nice tight narrative that goes all the way through, uh, it doesn't give you as much wiggle room on how to custom play your game. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, they, I mean, it's up in the air with the further episodes whether choices really do matter or not, because we get a little bit of conflicting signals. Yeah, true, but, true, yeah. true, true. But it's definitely interesting. So, so on that note, then, have you done any fan-related works for, uh, you know, Delta Rune or non-MLP franchises? I have written a uh, Delta a novel-length fanfic for Delta Rune. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Nice. So, so given that you write for for multiple fan bases, because the Delta Rune fan base is not small by any means, um, maybe a little more tight knit than Pony, but but Deltarune is definitely not a small fan base. How do you compare and contrast like the way that you publish stories or the respective fan bases? Do you find one is more supportive than another? Is it easier to get views for another? Like compare and contrast that for me. I, I it's a unique viewpoint. Yeah, um well for one thing you don't have fan fiction, which is the best writing site that currently exists. Mm -hmm. Um you, you have to publish on AO3, which looks like it came out in the 90s and has never updated itself. Um, so that's... It, there's a lot of things I, I miss about film fiction when I'm writing for Deltarune. For example, I wasn't able to plug this podcast because there's no blogging on AO3. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the fandom, though, I kind of found I preferred the Deltarune fandom, and it's not a fault of the, uh, of the Pony fandom, it's more that there's higher expectations in the Pony fandom, because for whatever reason, My Little Pony attracted some absolutely stellar, amazing authors that are writing books on par with, you know, published works. And most other fandoms don't really have that. So, like, I, I, I think I'm pretty well respected in the Pony fandom, but going into the Deltarune fandom, 
I was expecting to start from pretty much nothing, and I kind of was, because I started publishing my story, like, um, a month before Chapter 2 came out. But then Chapter 2 came out, and I got this huge surge, because everyone wanted uh, Suzelle's stories, and that's what I was writing at the time. And, um, so it exploded in popularity, but one recurring thing was that everyone was just amazed at the quality of the story, because they don't have that same level of, uh, professional level writing in that fandom all the time. I see. So then, did you find that... I mean, because you found that that need for Suzelle stories, and you filled it right when you know it was hot, everyone wanted it. Do you find that your Delta Rune stories perform better than Pony, or do you find that just due to the nature that Fimfic is a better designed site, that um, Pony still kind of wins out? I think Pony still wins out. I haven't looked at the view statistics, and I don't know if the two sites calculate them the same way. But um, also, I've been building a pony platform since 2015. Mm -hmm. Deltarune, I came in it. I, I did write one charity short story, like, um, in, I think, 2020. But then I came in it in uh, 2021 with um, the Pride and Positivity event um, and started this uh, novel and pretty much was starting from nothing. So I think given how quickly I caught on, that, that particular story caught on, I think I could build a bigger platform on Deltarune um, if the fandom holds out, which isn't a guarantee. But uh, currently I do think that um, between having fin fiction as a better writing platform and... Um, just having been at it for a lot longer, I think that uh, Pony is more popular for me. I think that's fair. Well, thank you for your feedback. That's It's all very unique perspectives, and, and it's interesting to kind of dive and pick your brain a little bit on that. Um, the next question is not even nearly as intense. The Major Techie asks, potato or potato? Potato. And... Um... Also, Taki, I'm a little disappointed at your question. I was expecting something weirder from you. That be careful. That might be uh, taken as a um, challenge. Well, Te Techie oh. is in our chat right now, so Techie, uh, step up your game. Yeah, step you heard, it up, you heard, Techie. You heard the lady. Come on. <laughs> Alex underscore is up next. Uh, who says Hori? Okay. Uh, number one, which letter of the alphabet is most submissive and breedable? Oh, um, hmm. I don't know how, but I completely missed this question and was not prepared for it. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. I'm going to go with Q. I don't know why. It just is what's popping into my head. Got to be Q. I mean, That's it does fair. have a little penis sticking off of it. Yeah, you know, there you go. So there you go. That is fair. I was thinking W, because not only is it the middle part of uwu, but if you look <laughs> from a bird's eye view, it's kind of like spread legs. 
but, but, but Q has, has small PP. It is perfect for, for you know, submissiveness right. and breedability. That's fair. I guess it's whatever you're into. That's yeah. true, too. As I said, the word small PP, by the way, our viewers just, like, raised by three people. So I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Hello, I I... and welcome to the Small PP Podcast. <laughs> Number two, have you done and have you ever done anything surprising with food? Um, I once ate a tablespoon of salt because my brother uh, dared me to, and then I projectile vomited afterwards. Oh, oh! This this was back in like high school, so you know, stupid teenager. Um, and fun fact about salt, you burn off all your salt taste buds after a little while, and then it's just bitter. That's sad. <laughs> As someone who likes salt. Well, I don't I really... mean permanently. I mean, like, while you're trying to swallow a tablespoon of salt. That's fair. You can forever, though, taste the bitterness of salt after that. That's fair. Your taste buds were, if you will... Assaulted. <laughs> that they were. Number three. What is exactly going to happen on 27th of November, 2026? Nothing, if you know what's good for you. I mean, that's fair. I was going to guess Thanksgiving. <laughs> but that's only for Amerifats. <laughs> yeah. Number uh, don't question the rabbit uprising. That's true. Yes. I, I, it will. Oh, man. There, I'm trying to figure out a pun with bunnies. Well, I mean, with, with bunnies, there's always, there's always something about like breeding like bunnies or whatnot. So, yeah. Uh, I'll have to keep my ear open. Uh, he tried. He tried. Number <laughs> four. Have you ever seen a ghost? Um,. No, I've never seen a ghost. I have tried to see a ghost, and it didn't work. That's fair. I, I went around to haunted houses and stuff. Not not like, you know, haunted houses, like, put on by people to scare you, but, like, actual haunted houses. I did a bit of that as a teenager. Mm -hmm. I, I always found that fun, personally. It, yeah, it gives it's, you it's good cool release. to check out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I was looking for something, and I never really saw anything. Number five, have you ever seen an owl? Um, you know, I never thought I'd sit here and question, have I actually seen an owl? And now, here we are. Uh, I think I have, question mark. Hmm. Continued proof that owls might exist, but we don't have exact proof. Yeah, we we'll never actually know if owls really exist. Priest, I have yeah. owl vomit in in my home right now, like next to me on my dresser. So you we'll say. never know, Anon. Yeah, I, I guess it just could be my own vomit, full of <laughs> like lizard bones and bird skulls. Just saying. <laughs> I've seen you eat worse. Uh, okay. <laughs> Number six. Has anything funny happened in the last 48 hours? Uh, nothing until I uh, jumped into this podcast and saw that, uh, that, wh what was it? The fireball? 
That's that's fair. Milk went and made a fireball slushy and then added gin and sprite to it. it Tastes really good. You're a <laughs> you that, are... that was something. I I'm sorry for those who didn't get to see the video of that. I think I think we can share it. Hold on. I don't know. Maybe maybe this will work. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Here we go. Boom. Oh, I posted it as milk. That's not problematic. Okay. So. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on. Up next, we have Bats, who I believe is a veteran of the cast. Good to see Indeed. him here. Um, number one, what's your favorite thing you've written, and what story are you most proud of? Um, I think my favorite thing I've written currently is Tension Points, my Deltarune fic. Mm -hmm. um, possibly just because it's uh, the most recent thing I've written. So, I was... And because I was getting a little disenchanted with my ongoing Pony fanfic series. So, it was just something fresh and uh, gave me a break that I wanted. Um, the thing I'm most proud of, though, is, uh, I do think on a technical level, Tension Points is probably the best thing I've written, just because I came into it with so much experience. But the thing I'm proudest of is probably Looking Glass, which, if anyone's read anything by me, it's probably Looking Glass. Um, and, uh... It it was kind of like a lightning in a bobble story that I I haven't really set out to capture that same sort of thing again, but I don't know that I ever would anyway. It was um it it's a sunset shimmer origin story and uh people a lot of people have told me that to them it's just their canon take on sunset from now on. Interesting. So what, how in your mind do you differentiate something that you're, one of your favorite things you've written versus most proud of? Like, how do you, how do you, how do those delineate in your head? Um, well, tension points is fine, but it's kind of, in a way, it's by the numbers. It doesn't really... It does everything it does exceptionally well, I think, but it doesn't really take chances, whereas I felt like Looking Glass was something where I, um, I mean, I had a main, it, it's a prequel to Equestria Girls 1, so it's uh, starring a sunset who is fairly unlikable for a whole novel, and despite that, I made her extremely sympathetic, and that feels like a bigger accomplishment. So I'm more proud of that particular story, but um as far as things I would just reread to for enjoyment, it would be tension points would be the number one. Fair enough. Fair enough. What is your favorite video game boss fight? Uh I think I'm going to have to say Asriel from uh, Undertale. 
because any video and any time that I'm sobbing in the middle of a boss fight is a good time. I would mm -hmm. say that uh the the hardest part of fighting Azrael is doing it through the tears. That's exceptionally fair. I I was very emotional during my first playthrough of Undertale. It was such a good game. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, are readers' tears more delicious as a beverage or beverage or condiment? Um, most people would probably say as a condiment, but uh, that's because those people are little bitches, and <laughs> you that's just very direct. Chug that shit. <laughs> beverage, one hundred percent. Deal, a hundred percent deal. Bats then asks. How'd you get so cute anyway? Um, I think that speaks more to bats than me, personally. Oh, does bats ooh your woo or something? Bats ooh's my woo. Got it, got it, understood. Well, bats, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm just looking at their icon right now of of the disgusted face, and I'm imagining <laughs> right now, just like, how dare you say this? Then they ask, do you do anything later? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, well, no, no, not later today. I I'm open, Bats. Hit me up. Well, they, there you go. There you Here go. on the Barcast, we, we, we're, we're actually a dating service. We didn't tell anyone. <laughs> but secretly, we're here to hook up writers with other writers on the site. So, you know, if you come on our bot podcast, we could set you up with someone. And hey... If you're if you're Shakespeare Cleese's sister or mom, well, you know how that story is gonna go. <laughs> Get that priest and pencil seal of approval. High five, pencil. There you go. There you go. All right. A little late. Bats and I are dating. Aww. Well, work. we're just gonna take credit. Is my point. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yay! We can take credit for it. <laughs> how many does that make now, pencil? One. No, two, two, two. Two. <laughs> two. We set somebody up. We set somebody up at um, BabsCon long, long ago. That's right. Okay. okay All right. Yes. Moving on. Yes. W what What's the piece in your music collection you're happiest to own, and is it the rarest thing you own too? Um, kind of a weird question to think about because uh, happiest to own. Like, if it had said the favorite thing to own, it actually would have been easier. But happiest to own, I'm, I think that it's um something, it's an album no one ever heard of. And uh, for some context, I, for about a year and a half, have been um collecting obscure music that was never released digitally and uh, digitizing it mostly on cassettes and vinyl records. Um, and you find some weird artists doing this, and uh, there's one, his name is Bill Hoover, and uh, he's absolutely fantastic, but um, no one's really heard him. But uh, I got in touch with him, and he sent me some of his old music, including his first album that I'd been accepting that I would never get to hear, which was a cassette-only album from, like, 92 or something like that. 
That's called uh, baby. Don't be messing with those Arabs in my head. What? (laughs) He's this weird, quirky folk artist, and uh, I absolutely adore him. Um, Nonsensical lyrics and all, and so yeah, I think that's my uh, that's the thing that makes me the happiest, just because I never thought I would get to hear it, and I got it directly from. I don't know that it's the rarest. An argument could be made that it is because, you know, it's just hard to to gauge because there's no supply for it, but there's no demand for it either. Um, The rarest in terms of, like, at least the most valuable thing I own is a different cassette that I spent $400 to get. $400? Yeah. It is um, a, when they were teenagers, the uh, musician Connor Oberst, who is best known as the frontman of Bright Eyes, and Tim Kasher, who is the frontman of Cursive, went and made an improv cassette. Um, It's called, uh, the band was called TRC-112 because they recorded on TRC tape deck and every song was one minute and 12 seconds and they improvise the whole thing. And it's not very good, but it's very interesting. Just because I'm a huge fan of both of those, of Bright Eyes and Cursive are two of my absolute favorite bands. And, uh, yeah, hearing them dick around as teenagers was very fun. And um, if you look it up, it exists on the internet because I put it there. So that's also fun. Well, oh, thank that's you for so cool. Doing that. And I know that uh, Priest is our resident musician. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I. Please go on. I was say I know that you don't necessarily collect rare music, but I know that Priest has a understanding of the value of non-digital music and its need to be preserved. It's true, and, and I. What's really interesting is those really kind of like niche things they're, they're so rarely sought after by people because the most sought after ones are usually the ones with the hits on it not like the oh i did this little thing and you know it's not really a big deal like the collectability of it especially to like big ogres fans is is immeasurable so that's just exceptionally cool yeah yeah it, uh, it was very rewarding my youtube channel got taken down though um so Why? that sucked uh they didn't youtube never said um presumably for someone reported it for copyright infringement mm-hmm. um, literally uh, who especially if as a was... golden rule everything had been out of print most almost all of it was from the 90s but i mean on a technical level i didn't own the rights to any of the music Still, who's going to whine about something that isn't available literally anywhere being made public from an artist who probably isn't that bent out of shape about it? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's I, I do not a typical thing with YouTube, though, like that's been happening to everyone. Yeah, hey, man, you um, don't know what Connor does or doesn't like. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to uh, set up my own website for it someday, but ever since the channel got taken down, I've just lost a lot of the drive. That's fair. 
that's naturally part of the process. When you hit roadblocks, it just it saps your will to do it. Yeah. All right. Up next, we got what's the creative work that after watching, reading, playing it, you said, Satan, damn it. I wish I had written this. Um, I'm going to say the anime uh, that I can't actually pronounce the full name of, but Madoka. Um, like Brilla Magi Madoka Magica or something like that. Madoka Magica? Yeah. yeah. That one. Yeah. I had that one um, on my watch list for uh, forever. It's actually my favorite anime, and part of that is because I never could have written it. Um, and that's not actually a dig at my writing skills. I'm not saying I'm not good enough to have written it. I'm just saying it's so far removed from what I do in a way that I respect enormously. Um... I, you know, I'm, I consider myself extremely good at slice of life drama stories, but to do something like, uh, the Madoka thing would be just, I would have to learn that whole skill set of telling that type of story. Um, so yeah, I, 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 not so much that I wish I wrote Madoka specifically, but I wish that I could write that sort of story. Would be very cool to do. I think there's a lot of people that agree with you and are are in that boat. So many people try to emulate or do what that does. I, I am somehow lucky that I'm still relatively blind to what Madoka's thing is, but... I, it's definitely on my list of things to check out because it, it just gets so much love by the people that respect it. I couldn't recommend it enough. And before, Pencil's like, it's terrible. <laughs> How do I say that? I'm not that mean kind of judgmental person. I mean, I Next am. Next question. But, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. What is the perfect food and why is it pizza? Because pizza is more than the sum of its parts. Because, I mean, the, the pizza is roughly four ingredients. You know, you have uh, crust, cheese, sauce, and pepperoni, if you're correct. Then mm -hmm. uh, all those things are great on their own, but you put them together and it's just something magical. I absolutely agree. And even even on a bad day, the worst pizza is still pizza. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And now we got to start asking. Now we're talking pizza. We got to ask you some of the hard questions about pizza. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, but I, I won't have interesting answers for you. Well, I mean, the big question, which everyone has to be asked, is does pineapple belong on pizza? Uh, see, I knew that was coming, and I'm just indifferent to it. I don't actually like it because I can't stand pineapple. But does it belong there? I, I don't have strong opinions on the matter. Hmm. Trying to be all diplomatic and whatnot, huh? I see how it is. I see how it is. Well, you're in the wrong crowd for being <laughs> diplomatic. What about mayonnaise and peas? Do they belong on pizza? Uh, what? 
Do you, you want need to get the I picture? Not, you need to get, you need to get put, the picture. I have put peanut butter on pizza before. All right. Well, since I'm ruining everyone's life, um, <laughs> mayonnaise and peas is actually not an uncommon uh, topping combo in different countries. I'm, I am not lying. Here behind the counter, here's one. Wow. That's... And to prove that died a little inside. To prove that it's not just one person being an asshole. There it is. There's that the rest so of my soul weird. dying. I, there you I've, go. I've lost my soul to this podcast. So for people who say like, oh, you know, I can put up with all sorts of different things on pizza. Like I'm not that kind of picky. Let's pause for a moment and let's really think about our frozen like pea mayonnaise dripping lives. And you tell me, you tell me if this belongs on pizza. I mean, we just got the best endorsement ever that someone has lost their soul onto the podcast and you just want to delve in deeper. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, your your favorite pizza you were saying is just a pepperoni pizza, like the straightforward um, neutral good answer, correct? Yeah, yeah. Is, is there another fancy one you like, or are you just stick with what works, man? Uh, mostly stick with what works. I do like barbecue sauce on pizza. Like the chicken BBQ pizza that sometimes No, just exists. pepperoni with barbecue sauce instead of marinara. I can see it. Because, That's... I mean, barbecue goes well with pork, and then usually pepperoni comes from, you know, pork. So maybe you're not, like... Neutral good. Maybe you're like chaotic neutral. So yeah, I'll, I'll rescind that. I'll rescind that. All right. Next question that we got. Uh, what game are you looking most forward to streaming? Um, the original Resident Evil, which is the first oh, game that I'm streaming. Oh, God. Uh, and it's so horrible. Anyway, I, I've never actually played through the whole thing. <gasps> Honey, oh, I'm, you've got a big that, storm coming. That's why I'm looking forward to it. Because I, I have seen the opening cutscene, the live action cutscene, and the opening dialogue from when you first get into the mansion. Um, oh, it's so bad. Oh, my God. It's I'm so, so horrible. I'm so looking forward to that. That's going to be exciting. I am excited for you to get to experience this. Like, it is... That's the worst kind of train wreck, and you don't expect it to be because Resident Evil is such an iconic series, and then it's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> Silent Hill is definitely stronger out the gate of like survival horror games, but I think Resident Evil got the last laugh in the end. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. It, it's still chugging, whereas Silent Hill is, you know, crying, yeah. crying, and in its yeah. pachinko machines. Yep. Lots of pachinko. Finally, and most importantly, where does a general keep his armies? In his sleeveys. Hey, I think that's fucking that fun. No, I, I, that, that's, that pun is the bane of my existence. Oh, is it? Why? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well. I tend to not really like puns very much to begin with. Um, and uh, then uh, 
that pun, for whatever reason, stuck out to me. Cause I think because I kept hearing it as not a very, like, it, it is actually a good pun because it's fairly clever, but it just, like, it being a good pun made me hate it more. Um, and then, uh, the dark prep got a, tricked me into reading a story, like, out loud on a voice call that had that pun in it. And oh, she recorded me saying it, and because I was reading it, I was saying it in a, um, like, I was speaking as the character, so I was, like all into it and stuff and she recorded that pun and uh, has passed it around to all my friends and now no and i i, I ever <laughs> it haunts just me screwed. to this day now you're just screwed got it and yeah. that's the sign of true friends is when they <laughs> trick you into recording something saying something you don't like and then send that recording to all of your friends that's the true sign of a true friend that will bully you We've, we we bully each other. We bully each other all the time. We have we have done shit like that to each other. I, I've I've forced people to read things that I thought they were excited to read, and then all of a sudden I'm making Flam like read incest porn with uh, the <laughs> cold meister and the heat miser, right? I'm Mr. Snow. <laughs> yeah, it got it got bad in a hurry. I knew his I knew his soul died when he read out loud like the line, Don't you love my brother's balls? What? And I was like Wow, <laughs> oh, this is where it's going, I see. <laughs> it's it's always good to show proper love and, and friendship by just quietly ruining your friend's life for a minute or two. Sounds about right. Nyla is up next. Hi, Crickus. Congrats, number one. Do you like head pads? course what what self-respecting rabbit does not like head pats oh, none that i know if i hold rabbits they just try to hurt me or chew through my clothing so you know that's fair they don't actually problem. like they always that. try to bite me yeah. <laughs> rabbits don't generally like to be held yeah yeah and there's my mom's rabbit who just loves to get head pats comes up at you and loves to just be cuddled and shit because little known fact most rabbits don't respect themselves it's sad i've never looked at it that way and i'm really confused <laughs> what all of this implies so let's like, not delve deeper into the subconscious like, are of you that saying, are you saying rabbits are whores because like i mean like it explains the no, it's, ju it's just a, like a rabbit uh it's the rabbit complex. They're, they're too good, and they can't see it. It's it's the it's life's biggest tragedy, really. But you, you are a yes. rabbit who understands yes. your work. Yes, indeed. Okay. So to be clear, rabbits aren't whores. <laughs> I mean, some are. Like, <laughs> they can do them. And others and everyone. Yep, that's correct. Yeah. Number two, what is your favorite story, and how has it inspired you? That's another one that I had to think a lot about, and what, part of the reason why I did read these questions early um, is uh, I, I don't know what my favorite story is. Um, I don't think I have a single favorite story. 
I will say that the story that inspired me the most was Neil Gaiman's Anansi Boys, which is, I think, his strongest story in terms of prose. And Neil Gaiman is my favorite author and my biggest, uh, like, famous inspiration. And um, Anansi Boys is just a joy to read. His writing is so witty in that story that um, I wanted to be like that. And I read that before I, I got back into writing, because I wrote a lot as a kid and as a teenager. And then I stopped for a long time in my 20s and got back into it with the pony fandom. Uh, and when I got back into it, I was essentially trying to be Neil Gaiman. And I've moved on from that sense, but mostly I was trying to capture the way he wrote Anansi Boys. <laughs> what just happened? That was my uh, ringtone. I'm <laughs> anyway. I'm just gonna move past that. We're having a serious conversation about Neil Gaiman and how he's actually like a cool ass G. And in the background, we hear what and like sparkle noises. Yeah. Uh... I'm gonna. For a second, I thought that was just how you feel about Neil Gaiman, Priest. <laughs> I have never, I have never actually read Neil Gaiman. I've not right. had the pleasure. All right, Cookus, it's up to you. You gotta, you gotta start somebody off on Neil Gaiman. Where do you point them first? Um. Well, usually my first question for Neil Gaiman is, have you seen any of the things, any of his adaptations, like? movie Coraline or the uh, show Good Omens or uh, American Gods is also his. I didn't know that Neil Gaiman did Coraline. So yeah. I, I at least I I saw the movie, which is supposed to be a perfect representation. Of the it, is not, it is not. It's not even close. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> it, it is. It actually deviates from the book intentionally in a lot of ways. Yes, it does. Um, and I think that the movie is phenomenal. I would not call it a perfect representation just because it it's a different medium and the director knew that it's a different medium and couldn't capture everything in the book. So it uh it changes quite a few things. He shouldn't and, exist. Why he doesn't exist? Why he isn't real? Why is YB in this movie? Holy fuck. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really really like the movie. I really really like the book too. Um, the book actually might be my favorite Neil Gaiman book. Um, it's uh, and like I mentioned, Anansi Boys is my favorite in terms of his prose, but the story Coraline just resonates with me better. And I'm entirely inclined to agree with you. So uh, I, I would say, if you like Coraline the movie, I would definitely recommend checking out the book just because. It isn't going to be the same thing. It's no. it's fairly different. And Coraline in the book doesn't need to be rescued by people who don't exist. <laughs> Coraline is an independent, strong young lady who don't need no man. Okay. <laughs> I have strong true. feelings. I love I love the movie. I genuinely do. And it does some things perfectly right that I was shocked it did right. But at the same time, holy. Fuck, am I angry about some of the changes? So, speaking of fuck, 
The next question is, why are bunnies the cutest thing ever? What? What is it? No, don't answer that. Never mind. <laughs> well, uh, you see, Nyla, bunnies are the cutest thing ever because we've programmed you to think that. We, uh, you didn't hear this from me, but there is a small chip that's implanted in everyone's brain that just sends bunnies are cute messages. And you might be thinking, I know people who don't think bunnies are cute. Well, we haven't perfected it yet, but it's coming. Once we uh, perfect that, then on uh, the 27th of November, 2026, it's over for everyone. I mean, you can try. Come at me. Oh, it all ties back together. It all ties oh, yeah. back. Yeah. All right. Then the next question is uh, not from Muggany because he forgot to post questions. Yeah, Muggany. It's from the Dark Prep who asks a very important question. Do you own any collars? Um, I own two collars. One of which was from the Dark Prep. Oh. Um, this... Describe them, if you will. Uh, well, one of them is um, tie-dye, and it has... Uh, God, I, I, haven't, I, I haven't actually seen it in so many years. It has, I believe it says, uh, like, something like Crepundia Eros or something like that, which is Latin for um, plaything of my master. Ooh. That was a gift from Archangel's Wings. Um, and from the dark prep, I actually don't remember what her collar looks like, because I, like, shoved it in a corner somewhere. Sorry, prep. Um, it was a joke between us before, early on when we met, uh, she made a joke about getting me a collar, and then she did, and <laughs> it, 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 it's a long story. That's how some of the best gifts end up, is, like, teasingly, like, oh, I'm going to buy this for you. And then it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think it was pretty similar when, when Pencil was uh, teasing me for a while that she'd get me a puzzle box, because I was getting obsessed with, like, weird puzzle box things. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then, lo and behold, one of the times she came over, she gave me one. I did. I still have it. It's on my dresser. All right, next question is, if someone you cared about recommended an anime to you, how long would it take for you to watch it? Um, a little bit longer. A little bit longer. And by a little bit, I mean a whole lot longer. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, get, I sense this is a jab. What anime was it? Um, it was uh, Violet Evergarden. I can't say I've heard of that, that one. That was good. That is really, that is a really good anime. I, I, I have to, I have to ask. Um, what was the Latin written on the collar again? Um, all I remember is that it it's supposed to translate into plaything of my master, and I don't know that it's correct, and I don't know that I'm remembering it correctly. I but said I believe Carpundium Eris. Is that correct? Something, something like that. Yeah. That means it's your fault. No, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's 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 actually a really fun thing to have on a collar. Is it's all your fault? But I was just surprised. I, I like Latin, so I was really curious. 
speaking of Latin, what if they provided an episode specifically as a gift to you? <laughs> um, well, then I would have to say, if someone really cared about me, they must know that I uh, refuse to watch things out of order. So say they got me episode 11 on a flash drive, hypothetically speaking. Um, <laughs> I would assume that they would know better than to do that. Just, you know, purely <laughs> hypothetical, of course. The shade! Oh, the shade. And then the last question from Dark Prep is, why is Trixie the best? Um, well, I was, uh, really interested in Trixie when, uh, I was reading this series of stories about her, um, and her relationship with Pinkie Pie. But then, out of nowhere, the series kind of stopped. So I don't know if I can say she's the best. Oh, no. That, that's, that's the worst. Who, who, what terrible monster would just <laughs> stop writing a fanfic, possibly even for years? Maybe even go as far as to say, oh, I'll get back to it eventually. <laughs> Shut your goddamn mouth right now. Hey, I'm talking hey, about me. I'm talking. I'm talking about all you bitches. I hey, Rev. I mean. yeah, hey, Rev. Yeah. Hey, Rev. Hey, Milk. Can yeah. we just like acknowledge that we we are pretty good about not leaving giant long series unfinished for five years? That's not uh, fair. Milk doesn't no even comment. write those. <laughs> I think you have. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, now we're going to fluttering lilies for the next set of questions. Number one, what is a ship that you'd really like to write, but haven't gotten around to writing it? Um, following up on that last comment, actually, uh, Trixie and Pinkie Pie, um, that was actually written to be part of my universe and I never, I haven't gotten to writing that particular dynamic myself yet. So I'm... Very excited to get to the bat. What what would their relationship dynamic be like? I, I'm trying to envision the ship in my head. Well, it's 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 fairly dependent on being part of my universe, at least from Pinky's point of view, because uh, it's it's the Equestria Girls version of them, and Pinky gets to be fairly depressed because all her friends keep leaving throughout the events of the series. Um, and, uh, she starts getting a lot of abandonment issues, and, uh, Prep had the idea of Trixie, once she's confronted in the, um, Equestria Girls movies of real magic, kind of, like, also falling into depression of, like, well, all I can do is this stage magic, and, um, they bond over a kind of mutual need for companionship uh, and form this really weird, sad relationship. Uh, so I don't know what their relationship would be outside of my universe, right, where, like, people aren't depressed and shit. Mm. But that's the appeal of it to me, is approaching it from that angle. No, that's, I mean, there's there's a lot of fairness there where sometimes the raw emotions 
of depression and loss can bring the most unlikely people together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, how often do you rewrite scenes and chapters? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, uh, almost never, actually. Um, I'm not good at editing. I'm not good at rewriting things. I write things, and then I'm like, okay, that's good. I have, on occasion, especially with my, my first pony story, was Inner Strength, which is a horrible name, but... um. I, it also was the first story I wrote for my ongoing Who We Become series, and because it was my first story, or at least first story coming back after not writing for many years, and first story writing seriously as an adult, um, it kind of sucked in some ways. It, it was really good in some ways. The raw story was pretty good. The actual writing really wasn't. So I've overhauled that significantly. But that was after years of writing other things and learning and coming back to that specifically to make it better. Um, I don't generally rewrite scenes and chapters when I'm actually working on a project, though. I think that's fair. Typically, when I'm working on a project, you, if I'm posting out on Fem Fiction and I'm doing it just for fun, I almost never rewrite it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I consider it kind of a weakness of mine because I do want to be a professional writer. I'm just not really good at I just read things and I go, okay. I wrote it, it's fine. Oh, it's definitely a difficult road to mosey on down the, the road of becoming a professional writer, especially... Um, Without without a lot of the prior experiences or or the connections, it's it's difficult. It, it's a lot of blood on the keyboard, so to speak. Yeah. Gross. Clean that up, man. Clean up. Clean up that blood, priest. Um. Speaking of blood, is there anything you've written that made you cry before it made your readers cry? Probably anything that's made my readers cry has made me cry first. I I cry very easily. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Speaking of someone who also cries easily. Yeah. Do you have a favorite musician in the Pony fandom? I don't, because that's one side of the fandom I never really uh, touched on, was the music side. Um, so unfortunately, I don't really know a lot of the musicians in the fandom, although I've heard some incredibly good songs. Um, I don't know that I have a specific favorite musician. That's fair. I would say my favorite song is, uh, from the Pony fandom is Bonnie by Violet Pony. Um, I, that was the first Pony song that I, I heard and I was like, you know what, this is so amazing, I'm just going to go and listen to this album. And not to say that the album was bad, because it was very well written, and I thought it was good, but nothing really felt the same to me. It's like, most of it is much more poppy, and Bonnie is this uh, kind of like alternative rock, um, 
meets glam rock style song and that was just magical to me and nothing else really hit me so i couldn't even say violet pony is my favorite uh favorite musician in the fandom that's fair i mean the violet is is a very strong artist in the fandom musician artist. no the same thing So, uh, without further ado, I know the next set of questions are from a non-pencil, but I believe we're also halfway through our allotted time. Here we are, and it, this is some good timing because we've just had some people donate some bits in the chat. Why do bits matter? Hey, priest. It's true. Bits do matter. Hey, Every... hey, 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 priest. Yes? This, this is where we have our back and forth, which is why I said, hey, priest. I, I know. Hey, what's up, Pencil? Did you know that we support real-life horses and they're not in Equestria because they didn't go to the good place when they died, so they ended up here instead? Hold on. Hold on. I need to unravel this back. Hold on. We've been donating to this place for six years and it's not in Equestria? Nope. It's right here in the United States. Oh, God. Oh, this is the bad place. <laughs> so, so what do we do to help these horses, Priest? Well, every little bit matters. Uh, we have a horse whose name is Little Bit. So when you donate a little bit of bits, it goes directly to Little Bit in California. Also, the um, um, money from Patreon we donate as well, and it allows us to take care of uh, little bits needs, such as getting their hoovesies trimmed, uh, seeing a dentist. Um, getting fed. Getting fed. Get, getting that sweet hay. Hookers. Um, all, uh, no, not, not the hookers. Cocaine. Maybe the cocaine. Okay. But, go on. How can people give us money? They can do that by pre pressing the little diamond in Twitch, and you can hit the little thing, and it, it'll say watch ad, and it'll give you bits, and then it, you, you will, after you get bits, you can donate them in the chat, and we read out at the end whoever donates the most. It becomes um, real money. It's true. Alternatively, if you're listening through other means, we have a website, thebarcast.net, where you can find our Patreon and donate there. We have several tiers there, including different Discord perks, including be able to, being able to see behind the counter and getting the chance to join us on game nights, um, which is a Here's, lot. Of oh, who's been crying all over it? Uh, different, different type of tiers. Different type of tiers. That's true. <laughs> different type of tiers. So speaking of tear jerkers, Pencil, is there anything I'm forgetting? Well, we're almost on the hype train with the bit donations we've had, so if anyone wants to get us all the way to hype train, that'd be really cool. Uh, keep it going, and uh, really just help us support horses. We don't keep any of it for ourselves, and that's why we're bad people, because if we kept it for ourselves, we could make ourselves happy. But we're not, because that's how much we love horses. It's true. I'm not we, happy. <laughs> I'm we're none of us are happy. I, I am happy. I have depression. I, I, I get therapy. It helps. A little. I'm Please reach out if you need help. Well, Fuck you! Fuck you! Oh, okay. I'm not happy <laughs> Good. You belong now. <laughs> We're terrible friends. Three loves oh. Sorry. 
So without further ado, um, that's our little ad break. Hello, welcome back, everyone. Um, put put the little jingle here. Now the ads are done. Uh, Pencil, we have a set of questions next. Would you like to take them? Sure, as I am the one who wrote them, I will be happy to do so. Crickets. Howdy. I have to put on my seductive voice. <laughs> <clears throat> Hold on, let me have some beer. Fuck. Now. What would you whisper into a vagina? Um, I think the only sensible thing is to ask for it to tell me its secrets. What would it whisper back? Hopefully something cool, I don't know. If I knew that, I wouldn't need to ask. Probably its secrets. I mean, hopefully. You don't You don't know. Maybe it'll tell me to fuck off. You just tell, like, scary. you ask the vagina, like, what are your secrets? It responds... Eggs! And you're like, oh, shit, oh, God. Very nice. I will now come. <laughs> it is now come time. Yeah, like, I don't know if I would feel if I, like, whispered into a vagina, like, what are your secrets that responded back? Like, feed me! I'd be like, ah, I don't know that I want to anymore. Uh. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so a far more, you know, serious, genuine question. Um, we've talked a little bit about some of your stories, and you have a lot of long stories under your belt, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, your first was very popular, which is unusual. A lot of people, their first story doesn't go anywhere, which is just really cool, yeah? Uh, well, Looking Glass wasn't my first story. It's just the first story in the series. Oh, I was going to mention Looking Glass next. I was going to say your first story that you ever wrote for film fiction was actually quite popular as well. Uh, Inner Strength got popular over time for being part of the series. I don't oh. think it was that popular when it actually came out. Well, probably popular by today's standards with the current state of film fiction, but I suppose you're right on that. And yeah. it, it, it's worth saying that Looking Glass is, is easily your most popular if we're just going based on the upvotes and downvotes. Yeah, Looking Glass was an immediate success that uh, continues to be my most popular. Yeah. But, you know, let's let's go the opposite direction with this. Let's let's make a hard left. Which story that you've written are you the least proud of? And separately from that, which one do you genuinely hate the most or regret? I um hmm. I'm probably the least proud of uh and I don't even dislike this story, but it's one called Flower Crowns and Dinner Dates. And uh, it's just because I was trying to write a really wholesome story, and I'm not a very wholesome writer. It was a uh, it was a birthday present to a friend who also, a Pasu, who does most of the art for my stories. And I was like, I had it in my head that, okay, this is a present. I need to make it wholesome. And happy and write her ship in the way that she'll just enjoy it and not have any drama and it was the wrong move um and i i think it's okay it's just i don't it it, it was it was a lesson in what not to do for me specifically can you look back on it with like a good feeling or when you look back on it is it just 
you know. I, I don't I don't mind it. I, I look back on I haven't read it in many, many years, but I look back on it and it's um, a good memory also because it was a gift to Pasu, who I've been friends with for many years now. Um, and it was early in our friendship, so it was a, uh, it, it was, it's a good memory. It's a, to me, it's a better memory than a story. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as what I hate the most from what I've written, I don't actually hate anything that I've written. Um, I would say By Blood or Choice is very dated. And it was dated before it came, when it was new, honestly, because it's, um, it revolves very heavily around Rainbow, it's about Rainbow and Fluttershy as teenagers, and it revolves very heavily around Rainbow using gay as a negative word, um, mm-hmm. and Fluttershy feeling put off by it because she is gay and Rainbow doesn't know this. And it's just, it was, if I had written it like five years earlier, it might have actually been relevant to that time period. But having written it in 2015, I think people had pretty much stopped using gay as a negative word. Um, so it was weirdly dated even when it was new. Well, I, I, I get what you're saying there. But do you have like no regrets about it? Uh,. Not really. It's fine. It's just, um, it's another one that I did rewrite the whole thing of because I thought it was, it was originally a one shot. It's five chapters now. Um, and not because I expanded the story, but just because it was very, very rushed. And, uh, it was a long, like 15,000 word or something one shot. And now it's like 23,000 words. And, um, I split it up into chapters to pace it a little bit better. Uh, so I regretted it for a while, but after having rewritten it, it's it's fine. It's just awkward. I I know. I think there's always some, when you read back your old work, it's very rare you read it back and go, fuck yeah, I I was really great. I was talented. More often you read it back and you go, oh, I would change so much now. Yeah. And I think that's a healthy part of, you know, writing in general. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, Nyla or Niala, I'm terrible at pronouncing your name. I'm so sorry. Uh, would like to tell you that you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla. And, and I com- do hope it is Nyla, because I've never questioned this until this exact moment. I, I feel bad. It's uh... Also, Kung XL would like you to know that you're awesome, too. Awesome. Thank you. And now on to my last and probably the most important question I can ask a person. How much bears? Um, how much you got? Got a lot of bears, like uh, girl, do you, how how much bears do you want? I can I can find some bears. I can attain more black bears, brown bears, polar bears, grizzlies. I can't get you bears. How much bears? <laughs> Um, are these, do these bears come pre-trained or do I have to train them to be part of the bear cavalry? No, they're bears in the raw. They are blank slate bears for Mm. you to mold into any type of bear mafia you want. You know, I, I think that I have a high need for bears. 
but I can't accept too many at once because, you know, if I'm going to have to train them myself, we're going to have to have a slow trickle of bears here. Okay, slow trickling bears. I think I think we can do that. I think we can do a slow trickle of bears. We'll we'll set something up. We'll we'll, we'll talk, and you know maybe I can send you like a sample pack of of a couple brown bears and like maybe a grizzly if you think you can handle it, and we'll we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, those are my questions, priest. Wonderful. I my brain is melted. <laughs> so without without further ado, um, I would like to hand Jack Burner off to Flam if he would like. Sure. And Jack Burner duly asks, uh, what Imagine Dragons song would you turn into a song fic? Uh, um, I wouldn't. <laughs> Ooh, that was such a sigh, too. I, I, I think Imagine Dragons is okay, and 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 they ask this because we go back and forth about Imagine Dragons and they hate Imagine Dragons and I don't agree with their hatred. I I, I think the band's okay. But uh, I, I, I still wouldn't turn them into a song fic. I, I, hate, I hate to ask, what is a song fic? Like a fic based on a song. Gotcha. I waking up to ash and dust, I wipe my ass and I slap my nuts. <laughs> oh, now that's a fucking song fic right there. That that has potential. Oh Write it like the Raven, except use those lyrics. I am ready for this. Whoa. <laughs> I I would read it, Flam. I'd read it. I'm waking up. And speaking can't, of waking can't up. wake up. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Rav is up next. So it's time to send all of this off the cliff. Rav, it's all you, buddy. Okay. So to start, what's the question you wish people would ask you? All of them. Um just I I like being the center of attention. Just ask me questions in in perpetuity. Anyone ever has a question for me, just fucking ask it. Alright, well, I got 13 more for you, then. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Those of us who know Rav, this is concerning. If you were the protag of Displaced Fic, what would it be about, and who would you be unlucky enough to be? Um, I am... I am... fortunate enough, I think, given what I gather, to not actually know what a Displaced Fic is. Yes, you're you're okay. you're a very uh, very lucky soul. So let's uh, let's imagine you went to Comic Con dressed as Wonder Woman. Bam, you're in Equestria, but you are Wonder Woman, not just cosplaying. <laughs> what do you know? That kind of thing. That's okay. just nice. Um. Hmm. Let's see. If I'm unlucky enough to be with someone from the pony side of things, I am going to say uh, Zephyr Breeze, because he's probably the only character from the show that I absolutely blindly hate. Yes. I don't think that's blindness. I think that you're seeing things perfectly. <laughs> that's fair. Zephyr... Yeah, everyone else know, from Zephyr the show, I, 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 I could partner up with anyone else. Even characters who have bad episodes tend to also have good episodes, or at least potential to be good. Um, 
Zephyr, I mean, it'd just be... It'd turn out to be a whodunit, but the whodunit would just be me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it would be more than just you, let's be fair. <laughs> it'd be like fair. a massive conspiracy, and, and nobody knew who who was the first one to do it, but y'all did it anyways. <laughs> Alright. If you or your SO could be any size at all, such as a lady, demi, dummy, mommy, or a Renamon-esque kaiju, what would your dynamic look like? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think we would probably both be small. We'd be two smalls. We would, uh... Couple of goblins? couple of goblins, yeah. This is going to tell us more, I think, about bats than many people were expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. T t tell us how big bats would be. <laughs> I mean, I'm a rabbit. She's a jackalope. We'd be, we'd be just a couple of uh, little bon-adjacent creatures. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Have you ever released a foot fetish or porn video, and where can your fans find it? I, uh, I have not, but, I mean, if you pay me enough, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. There's an incentive there. You heard oh, it better. here first. You know what to do. <laughs> uh, it's time to start an OnlyFans. Do you read or write snuffles, i.e. gore-clop for cute ponies? I don't actively. I found a comic of uh, what was oh, the the fluffy ponies? I don't remember what they were what they were called. They oh, might have just been. What they're called? They were called fluffy ponies. I haven't thought about fluffy ponies yeah, in in that's literal that's years. That's a core yeah, I, that I didn't want back. <laughs> I did read that comic just out of a, uh, oh what the fuck is this, and um. Expensive. Yeah, that that's that's the closest I got for you. Fucking hated mm. fluffy ponies. I fucking love <laughs> fluffy ponies. <laughs> that explains. Somebody's gonna have to send me a link to this because I have not been able to find it. It's... That's okay. I got. There's a whole site. Let me go get it. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Oh, Something no. for later. And then Hold I'll on. torment the rest of you with it. Hold Please on. Don't. Hold on. Let me get it. Let me get it. It's. Let me see if I can still find it. Let me see if oh. I can still find it. God. I know there's still like a bunch of fluffy pony relics on Derpy Burrow to this day. Oh really? I think it might have been called literally Fluffy Burrow. I should look at that. No, this is All not right. Flufflepuff chat. So This is not Flufflepuff. <laughs> here here is here your here's your history lesson with priests. Everyone gather around, sit crisscross apple socks sauce and let's talk about the old days when, you know, part of what made people like like Taking on bronies is that they were easy to be like, oh, you know, here are these cute things that we like. What if we fucked them up? So oh, I found it. I found it. I found it. The whole idea around fluffy ponies is that they make they took like the 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 fluffy cuteness of these ponies and took it a hundred percent to the hundredth degree. So it'd be like, oh, what's fluffy pony doing today? Fluffy pony, you shouldn't be so close to the bomb. And it's just 
gore. It is just gore. You and are it, being gentle with this, priest. It's it's usually it humans torturing the pony. Yeah, there's like some fucking sociopathic shit in some of these. It's just like, and, why and, would and there's, anyone want to create this? There, there's the torture. There's sometimes the ponies piss and shit themselves. Always, like, always, often. It's... It's it's bad. You if don't... you've heard if you've heard in the pony fandom the mention of special huggies said just like that. Congratulations, you've heard a relic of the fluffy fandom. Special huggies is what they called forced breeding, of uh, the of the fluffy ponies that their owners would do. <sighs> and they I, all talk I, in uwu. Um, all of them talk in uwu. I've yeah, lost my. Will. I've noticed that so far. We, yeah, yeah, I've, uh, we... I. I I forgot about most of this, and now I regret bringing it up. I'm so happy you brought it up. I haven't <laughs> thought about this in so long. And the hard thing is, like, fluffy pony stuff is still being created. Like, low-key, this is still a thing, and no one talks about it, and no one acknowledges it. It's just it's just happening. And there are there are characters, there are OCs that are rather famous in the fluffy fandom. Like, it's it's bad, you guys. It's all just bad things. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, well, of the images that are actually coming up and the ones that aren't just completely blocked, yeah, it's pretty weird. I I don't like any of what I'm seeing right now. Like, <laughs> like within the last hours, like there have been over twenty posts. I okay, I'm I can't look at this. I genuinely can't handle this. Rav, please mm. continue. All right, well, on to a better one. Favorite milf. That's. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Do I need elaboration or just bats? I mean, I bats is a milf. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to elaborate on that further. It's <laughs> just a fact. Ah. Uh, okay. How about favorite princess from MLP? Um. I'm going to say Luna. Ooh, good choice. Well, all right. I mean, there's no there's no need to reason about it. It's just Luna is best. We'll move on from there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> favorite favorite object pony, so soda pone, pizza pone, thing pone, and so on. Thing pone. I'm, I'm a big fan of body horror, and uh, oh, nice. thing That's pone so is great. Nice. Oh, it's so rare we get somebody who immediately knows who Thing Pone is. Right? <laughs> or even what object ponies are. Yeah. Um, as far as how did you come across Thing Pone in the first place? I'm curious. Uh tracking the body horror tag under Biburu. Ah, that mm. actually would do it. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> well, this next question is kind of half topical. Since bats are the superior pony, how many anons must we suck dry? Um, if you mean anons like the green guy with the question mark, all of them. Just wipe them off the face of the fucking planet. <laughs> oh. No, you. Don't tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Listen, if you didn't want to hear how I really felt, you invited the wrong bitch to this channel. That's absolutely fair. We did. We did 100% set ourselves up for this shit. We're happy to have you. <laughs> of course, you brought up fluffy ponies. We're very happy you came here. <laughs> All right. 
Well, while we're continuing on this shit train, why is Spike the worst and everyone that likes him wrong? I like Spike. I don't. I don't get the Spike hate. Ah, uh, I, I don't. Wrong. I don't like every episode he's in. I don't think he's always written well, and I don't think any character in this show is always written well. But uh, I generally You're not like wrong him. With that. And can we at least agree that he shouldn't sing? I liked I liked his songs, not the even the equestrian not, not the equestria song. No, oh, no, God. not the Cloudsdale anthem. <laughs> I can't watch that scene. It's so upsetting. Like I already hate him so it's, much. It's and so then he cringe. And then he does that. Just like why? Why are you so stupid? Stop. I mean, I know. I think it was the thing with Spike is. I think the thing with Spike is just that he's a kid, in a show full of adults, and like. He's stupid sometimes because he's a fucking kid. So, w- what are the ages of the ponies? What, what? Let's let's start there. I always well in the early in the early days of the fandom, we interpreted every season is a year, and that was later contradicted. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, then um. I kind of interpreted the characters as being in the range of, like, 20 to maybe, like, 24 or so. And then they just gradually... They they just gradually uh, aged up. Um, I don't know what the fuck they're supposed to be now. Like, they did a lot of weird shit with the show being, like, like, Twilight's whole first from... From episode one to current to being a princess was like a year or something like that. Yes. Um, and that's that's stupid to me, to be honest. But uh, mm. yes, yeah, so I don't I don't know what the fuck they're supposed to be. I think that they definitely felt in their twenties, everyone was still getting established with their careers and what they were doing with themselves. Um, and later on, I could see. If you ignore the actual chronology of the show, I could see arguing that, okay, maybe they're in their 30s when they start, like, actually, like, figuring shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, I interpreted, I mean, Spike is literally described as a baby dragon in the early seasons. So for him, I interpreted him being, I know they mean baby relative to being a dragon, but I, I interpreted him being pretty young. He's he's meant to be like the little brother stand-in for what a lot of uh, a lot of the target audience would have maybe have a little brother, and he's meant to kind of be the stand-in for that. So that is fair. Also, a very well thought out answer. We were looking for legal. <laughs> <laughs> So on to a fun question, like a really fun question. If oh, you could no. start an interstellar war between any two factions from any universe or universes, who would they be and why? Um, I'm going to say the Fluffy Ponies and uh, the Anon Question Face guy and wherever he comes from so that they can just wipe each other out and I don't have to think about them anymore. So what I'm hearing is a non-pencil fights the the, the fluffy ponies, which I'm I'm here for. 
And that in pencil is cool because uh, you don't have a question face, question mark for a face. I just. Aw, that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the. Uh... Oh, that's fair. You know, that's perfectly fine. But, um. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the uh, Anon question face, question mark face guy at all. I'm like, he, he's supposed to be a stand-in for the audience, and I don't Well, like not necessarily. That. I've talked about this at length, so I'm not going to get into it again, but there are many <laughs> purposes for using an Anon character that don't necessarily involve audience replacements. It's true. Pencil and I have literally gone across the United States talking about this character. <laughs> Not that I like I'm defending it. it. Everyone's allowed to hate whatever they want to hate. Hate is great. I like that Anon is all passionate about this, and uh, Priest is just like, yeah, it's true. No, it's, I mean, it's one of those fucking things. Like, you can only, like, so, like, talking about Anon to, uh, whether it's slash MLP, fin fiction, or whatever, you can only say the same thing so many times before it feels like you're kind of talking to a wall. So I could be like, oh, yeah, no. Like, we, we write, like, Anon as a way to, like, it's... We write them as purposely nondescript as possible and give them as bland as characters as possible so that way people can, like, insert themselves in. Um, and and there's okay. some way... There's some ways that you can't get around it. Like, sometimes they're inherently male because they have a penis and are having sex with a pony. Or, or or whatever way you want to look at it, or they're male presenting. Um, trying trying to be careful here, but like at, at the end of the day, the the more generic you can make it, the better. And then there are some people that's like, I'm gonna make this guy the biggest asshole, and you know you can still do that because you know what, you can do the same thing where it's like all of a sudden I read my good fair share of like. Fluttershy stories where it's goth Fluttershy and she cuts herself and it doesn't matter <laughs> how out of character it is because it's my story and it's my Fluttershy. Like, write whatever you want, man. Like, just have, just have fun. Just do what you want. Have fun. Do what you like. I'm off the podium. I'm done. Rev, my dear, my sweet, let's get back hey. to your questions. <laughs> All right. So on to another distressing question. If dick cheese could be blocked and sliced for sandwiches, how much vaginal marinara would we need to spread on our avocado toast to make a fuck trophy? A flushed constellation prize is acceptable, too. Well, um, as the only group of questions that I didn't read before coming into this, I wasn't prepared for this one. Happy to um, <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, how much vaginal marinara would we need? Um, however much you want, like, whatever floats your boat. Whatever ooze your woo. Whatever ooze your whatever woo. Whatever ooze your woo! Priest, did you how miss much, it when I made... How much, <laughs> how much ooze is that? Priest, <laughs> did you miss when I made this joke earlier? Yes. God damn it! I thought I was clever. <laughs> it's clever as fuck. Oh, I want that to be the Babscon meme. Whatever it is, your woo. <laughs> I mean, we can definitely make it the con meme. That's for damn sure. Ah, didn't we make the which song was it? The somebody song. All Star by Smash Mouth. That was that was a meme for a while. Yeah. Yes, that, that's always <laughs> a meme though. That's never not a meme. 
Like, we will well, I mean, didn't we kind of start it at a con? Or was that no, already No, I, we cannot take credit for that one, Rav. I'd love to, but we can't uh, take credit for that one. Okay, I wasn't sure. All right, so on to the next question. Do you pronounce your name like the crocodile, hun crocodile hunter uses exclamations or like his wife using those exclamations? <laughs> um, well, good question. I, uh, I would say it's contact sensitive. Mm. No. Sometimes As in it's... regional or <laughs> well, uh, I mean, as as we established earlier, it's Cricus, not Cricus, so it's not like um, exactly it's... the uh, the crocodile hunter exclamation. <laughs> but sometimes it's just like sometimes you're just like, oh shit, I didn't do that thing earlier, Cricus, damn it. Um, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes you wrote something really good and it's like, ah, oh, yes. So I don't refer to myself in the third person particularly, but if I did, it, w it would be dependent on how happy I was with myself. A right. whole spectrum of crickets. Oh, yeah. Well, this next one along with the others, has definitely prepared you for your Vylon question. You're trapped in a room with 10,000 dicks. How many are you choking on? Hmm. Um, I don't think I have a choice. Like, this doesn't sound like uh, I choose how many dicks I choke on. I'm in there with, like, 10,000 of the fuckers. Like, <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Hmm. The joke fell flat. Okay, got it. <laughs> hey, priest, back to you, priest. All right, back to me, priest. In that priest, what priest? There's lots of There's lots of questions from the chat. Okay, behind the counter, and cool. also there's you have to refresh because there's even more questions in the thread. And Muggany posted their questions. There's lots of questions. Oh my gosh. Okay, then let's 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 go. Let's go. Let's start by catching up on chat because they're patient little bunnies, and I love them. Kung XL asks, what is your favorite parent in MLP? We don't see enough of those. Um, my favorite parent in MLP... Uh, probably Pear Butter, but Aww. kind of also Twilight Velvet. Not Twilight Velvet... Um, as she was in the show, which was also greatly enjoyable. But just, um, Twilight Velvet as a almost OC, because I was writing her before she had any characterization in the show, before she had any speaking lines in the show, and so were many other people. And it was always very interesting to me to see Twilight's, uh, like, upbringing and what, what, resulted in her being who she is and um not a, uh I, I i'm a sucker for a good twilight velvet story very fair 
Uh, next question is, will we ever see more of Palm Palette and Rarity? Um. Oh, uh, Map Palette, I'm assuming, is what was meant. Map Palette was, um, that was a, uh, that was a one-shot I wrote to impress a girl I wanted to date, and we did date, and then, uh, the relationship went nowhere, and we broke up sometime there. No, wait, no, we never actually broke up. We oh. just stopped talking. Oh, Jesus no. fucking Christ, okay. Yeah, that that's how that relationship went. Um, so, on that note, uh, it was a fic about Rarity being trans, and she was, um, her, like, dead name was Matt Pallet, and... It's about her finding herself, so she's referred to as Matt Palette throughout the whole fic until at the end, it's Rarity. And, um... I did intend to write a sequel to that that I just never did because the relationship kind of fell short. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. When you have a story that's attached to in real life inspirations and they don't pan out in the way that you expect, it can definitely hamper that creative energy. Yeah. Cyber Drake has some questions now. Um, would you hug an original style changeling? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Would you hug a Celis? Uh, absolutely. Would you hug a bat pony? Um, we're gonna sense a pattern here, and yes, I fucking would. Would you hug Nyx? Nyx is the character from Past Sins, right? That is correct. Yeah. I've never read that story, but I'm gonna assume yes, because if you haven't guessed by now, I'll, I'll hug most things. That's a good quote out of context. <laughs> And now, I, I shortchanged Flam earlier by giving him a person with only one question. Why doesn't, why doesn't our strongest member of the cast, Flam, take the world's strongest writer, Shakespeare, please, questions? Sure. With the strongest possible question here, with far-reaching implications, wiping, sitting or standing? Um, I'm going to go with sitting, like a normal fucking person. Thank you. Thank you. You know the fun part. The fun part is if you ask this with a bunch of people, they don't know that the other exists. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly didn't until someone was like, "Of course, this is how I did it." I'm like, Enigma. Ooh. God. So we didn't have a colossal argument there. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Moving on. And anyone who does it standing in the chat, fuck you. Uh. I mean, I'm so, not in the chat, but you have to pay me for that. No. <laughs> Just no. So, this tiny bunny with the giant rabbit girlfriend is to scale for you? Um, uh, uh, but... Uh, I think that's actually kind of cute. And I, I don't tend to think rabbits are, th are that adorable, but that's actually pretty fucking adorable. Really yeah. Adorable. Yeah. That tiny bunny has goals. <laughs> I, I love the art that's been drawn of them. There's <laughs> art? The whole, the, the, the whole, yes, the wholesome art. Yeah. The, there is other very much unwholesome art. 
<laughs> it's not all wholesome art. It's not all wholesome art, but a lot of it is very wholesome. Yes, it is. Some, some uh, Roger Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit vibes. It's it's some of it is so genuinely just wholesome and nice. Yeah. And then you and see the last panel of the comic. Well, the the photos of them are just like really cute too. Like I can I can talk a lot of shit about wholesome art, but God, it's hard it's hard to hate. Agreed. So I mean, I, that's I, all. What were you saying? I will I will post my favorite. There you go. Well, that's all. That's yes. Jake said and. Uh, perfect yeah um there's there's a couple more questions in chat for you to finish up there though uh the, the priest what though I'm, I'm i'm looking through behind the counter refresh the thread oh F5. okay uh major techie is back with one more if you were to take over the world how would you do it when and with whom um, brain chips to make everyone think that rabbits are adorable on the 27th of November 2026 and with the rabbits. This has all been established, Tacky. Come on. Yes. Tell me about the rabbits, George. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's not it. It's not wrong. kosher, Flam. Wrong time, wrong time. Okay. okay. <laughs> wrong rabbits. All right, uh, and then next is from Adam Smash, who asks, we've had favorite princess and parrot pony, so who's your favorite full to write about? Uh, well, I'm going to have to say uh, my favorite full to write about. I, I really like all the fulls, first off. Um, my favorite is my OC, but that's not a terribly interesting answer because you have to know my OC to care about that. So out of the canon characters, it's Flurry Heart. Um, I, I, I actually just earlier today reread a story I wrote starring Flurry Heart, and it was a ton of fun, and I, I look forward to writing her a lot more. Awesome. And then the dark prep has a question. Looking glass printed version when? Um soon TM. I won't even say soon TM. I'll say eventually TM. That's been in the works for uh, I don't even know how long. It's just uh Hitting a lot of roadblocks. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. So with that in mind, I think that is... No, no. Muggany did questions. I mentioned it as you scroll back up. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me honest. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Number one. What is your favorite non-pony character from MLP? Um, ah, uh, probably Ocellus. Ocellus is best bug. Ocellus is a very good bug indeed. Number two, what is your favorite day of the week? Ah, uh, 
Fridays because it's my only guaranteed day off, I guess. That, that ties in well. Number three, are you free that day? <laughs> <laughs> Generally, now yes. They know. Now they know that you're free. They can't back out now. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't avoid that now. And number four is, well, why not? Um, hmm, why not? I don't have anything interesting for this one. And number five is, can't, can't you make yourself free? Uh, well, I guess I could, but you know, I just got so much to do. And number six is, can't you, can't you do this for me this once? Fine, this once I will make myself free. Number number seven is I haven't seen you in ten years, Jeff. <laughs> Your sister hasn't seen you in ten years. Your own mother hasn't seen you in ten years. You missed your own father's funeral. Why can't you let your family get close to you, Jeff? Okay. Ray, just look. I'm sorry. I'm snapped. It's been a long day. I'm just tired. That's not even a question. Number nine is I gotta go. It's a long drive back to Arkansas. Can you do me a favor and call mom? She worries about you. She doesn't like that little stripper adventure you went on. Um. Well, I think that uh, I think that mom needs to accept my stripper adventure. That's just it's part of who I am. <laughs> I think everyone has a little bit of a stripper adventure inside them. I would agree. <laughs> Number 10, before I go, I have one more question to ask you. Can I ask it? Please do. Number 11 is how your day? Ah, uh, I mean, my day literally just started. I woke up for this podcast, so going pretty good. Heck yeah, off to a great start. And now <laughs> I'm going to scroll down and hit refresh. Oh, and uh, Shakes has shared with you uh, their favorite flurry pick. That is a good flurry pick. It's a great flurry pick. My one of my personal favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not a phase, mom. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So, with all the questions taken care of, do we have anything else? No, I, I, you, I think you got it right this time. Yay! I think, I think we did it. We got you all the questions today. We did it. Well, Crickus, with we'll begin the closing out phase here, even though we haven't hit the full two hours. So, if there's any parting words that you would like to have for the listeners, any final tidbits, words of wisdom, what would it be? Um, just remember that there's nothing happening on the 27th of November, 2026. It's a normal day. Just, if you see an excess amount of rabbits, just accept it and go along with it. I'm going to tell my friend about the rabbits. Is your friend's name George, Flam? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what are the next things that we can expect from you, Krikus? What, what's, what writing is in the hopper? Uh, I'm currently working on an original novel. Um, I, 
it's going very slowly, so I can't say that'll be the next thing because I keep getting other ideas. But uh, like uh, I'm 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 depending on how the rest of the season of the Owl House goes. I have an idea for a Owl House story. Ooh. So that might end up being the next thing that people can expect to see from me publicly. Very exciting. And then if someone catches this on YouTube or, or et cetera and would like to reach out to ask the incredibly popular Krikus a question, what's the best way they can reach you? Um, Fim Fiction, Tumblr, Smoke Signal, Discord, whatever have you. There I'm you Krikus go. on pretty much everything. So Krikus, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> light them smoke signals. It's time to call it a night. Krikus, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been fun. And a well, uh, special thank you to uh, Nyla and Hat Bandamoose and Shakespeare, please, for being our top donators to Horse Charity today. Thank you, guys. And of course, um, Milk, what are we doing next week? Uh, d- an- another interview with somebody else that I need to go and talk to. Ooh, Get excited. Okay. Even we don't know yet. It could be anyone. It could, it could be, be you. you. <laughs> the and I both went to the same space there. We both went to the same exact idea. <laughs> let's be real. It's probably not you, but it could yeah, be. No. So yeah. let that keep you up at night. So, this has been our special edition of the Barcast. Your bartenders for this evening have been a non-pencil. Fluffy ponies. Remember it. Flaminorfer. Tell me about the rabbits, George. Milk. The whiskey is starting to hurt. Ravage. Is Rav dead again? Rav, are you dead again? No, I'm here. I got nothing. Oh, okay. Our amazing guest, Krikus. Howdy. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Bye. Go get drunk. It's the weekend. Woo! I, I need...